Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum, folks. Um, this is our first attempt to do uh, the das uh, virtually from uh, outside the Zawiyah. Um, I'd like to pick up a theme um, that was raised by Sri Ali Al Nawar from Islamabad in the week. And he basically referred to the, um, the sense of sadness, which um, he finds sort of sits as a backdrop to his being. And which I think is, is actually universally true. Um, so you, you're probably aware that uh, 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 Malana Rumi refer to the sound of a neigh uh, in, in uh, uh, the flute, the neigh flute being played as the, the weeping or the longing of the, uh, of the reed for the reed bed. And it's, a, it's kind of a metaphor to describe the experience of anything that exists. Anything that exists, exists out of a... Um, almost a, um, a bed, uh, a basis of melancholy. This is quite a, a, a sort of a widely attested idea. There was a very famous um, author uh, in the 30s, an Afrikaans author called Eugene Marais, um, who, he, he wrote a number of books. One was on ants, and, and also he was, a, he was a very keen naturalist. He also wrote about baboons. And he was convinced that, um, that baboons had the same experience as people and that um, the sort of the base state of uh, both baboons and people becomes apparent at sunset and at sunrise. Because he said if you looked at baboons at sunset and sunrise, they all looked depressed. Um, so, so there's this idea that, that we really, we, our beings are rooted in a sense of melancholy, which is the natural result of being an individual thing. In order to be an individual thing, you need to uh, have an illusion that you exist separately from and opposite to everything that has given rise to you. You need to be, in a sense, cut off have a feeling of being cut off, then you say, I am an individual. I mean, if the, if the drop was part of the ocean, then you couldn't describe the drop as a drop. For the drop to be a drop, it has to be, in a sense, be separated from the ocean. So all things that are, and particularly human beings, because we're conscious beings, we are at the root of our sense of identity and of separate identity is an experience of sadness. Um, now, very often if you make this point, people say, but I don't have that experience. This isn't true for me. Um, and I think that's in a sense because people aren't entirely um, aware of their own experience of things. 
because I do think that people have this experience. If this wasn't the case, there wouldn't be any need for compulsive behavior. You can describe all compulsive behavior as a desire to escape this primordial disquiet. Why do we do things compulsively? Why do we binge watch TV or play computer games or smoke or eat compulsively or do, do things compulsively? It's because there's a sense of wanting to evade or escape or be removed from or have a condition removed from us. So we all have this. We're just not necessarily aware of it. I think the second thing that is true is that, the, that one of the things one has to contend with on the path is that because you're getting quieter and because you're becoming more aware of what there is, this sense of disquiet becomes increasingly apparent to one. In other words, we experience the, the, first, the, the first sign of inner development isn't a growth in ecstasy. It's actually the opposite. It's a growth in melancholy. It's a growth in a kind of a, a sense of, of alienation and depression. And it's not the practice that's alienating you. It is the practice making you aware, producing the sort of uh, inward gatheredness that you start to become conscious of things that you weren't conscious of before. You start to be conscious of this sense of disquiet. Now, if, if this disquiet was an irremediable condition, if there was nothing for it, then it would indeed be a, a miserable thing to be a thing that is, whether you're human or anything. If the price of being is a fundamental sense of of sadness at being, then then Allah's given us quite a cruel or played quite a cruel trick on us. The extraordinary thing, particularly for human beings, is that we are able to hold on to two almost mutually exclusive experiences simultaneously. The one is this feeling of who we are separated from the rest of existence. And the second is experiencing who we are as part of the rest of existence. And also those two things aren't necessarily experiences that are mutually exclusive. In other words, to have the one, you don't have the other. They can exist simultaneously and they can exist simultaneously as an, in, an, in a continuum of intensity. In other words, if you think of it as, 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 a, as a gray scale, on the one side of the scale there's an absolute experience of alienation, and on the other side of, ex of the scale is an absolute experience of continuity and connectedness to the point where there's, there's no experience of existing as a separate being at all. In other words, you've lost your identity completely. That if you think of that as a, as a, as a, as a continuum, then, then you can go, the, uh, you, can, there's a, you can exist in a way with a degree to which either state is operative can change. So the more 
the more inwardly gathered you become, initially you become aware of this miserable condition of feeling alienated. But then what be, you also, over a period of time, really start to experientially feel yourself to be connected with things outside of yourself, to be one with, to be informed by, to uh, feel that that which you experience and you, the experiencer, are part of a whole, you're not a separate being from it. You're not sitting on this end of perception, look, experiencing that on the other end of perception coming to you, but experience is one phenomenon. It's in the bubble of your being, there's that which is experienced. So you're not separate from the world. You're not, in that sense, you're not the observer of the world. The world and the observe the one thing. So what happens when you practice is in the first instance you become more aware of the Malachali. And then what happens is that incrementally you have these moments of, of, of it doesn't necessarily have to be ecstatic, it can be ecstatic. But these moments of, of quietude where you remember him. You remember, we, uh, you know, Allah says to us in Quran, there's, um, uh, it is by the dhikr of Allah that the heart becomes tranquil. That means to say that the human heart is made to be in a state of disquiet. Unless it remembers, remembers what? Remembers Allah. And what is that memory? That memory is understanding, remembering that there's a, there's a unified field of being. There's Al-Ahad, the one, the unified field of being, from which all things have come, which sustains and uh, suckers and enables all things, including me. In other words, I'm not apart from him. To remember that I'm not apart from him. So to say that despite the fact that it appears that I'm apart from him, I remember that I'm not apart from him, and then by remembering that I'm not apart from him, I increasingly experience my connectedness with all that is. And then I increasingly find my feeling of alienation and my feeling of disquiet and of melancholy uh, softened, quietened. So I think it is true that you will have moments in your life where you are in sajda and you may just as well never come out of the sajda. Or you are sitting on your veranda and you are looking at, um, at a cloud and the, you, all, all experience of sadness of loss, of disharmony, of alienation, and of melancholy are not there because you are ecstatically entranced with a cloud or with the touch of a child's hair or with the look in a lover's eyes or there's so many possible experiences and these experiences will grow to will remind you that you are one with and not apart from. And in those experiences of one with and not apart from, you don't suffer the melancholy. 
and it's not it's not that the experience is somehow uh, um, an anesthetic or an ambrosia that uh, deadens the truth. The 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 melancholy is like so many things. It's a half truth because the melancholy is a response to an an apparition. If if I said to you, if you if you if if I threw a rubber snake at you and you got a fright, um, the the fear is real, but the snake isn't. So the melancholy is a response. It is like the fear. Uh, but it's the response to an illusory perception. And the illusory perception is that I exist separately. So if you start truly seeing that that perception is an illusion, you start giving yourself the opportunity to have experiences where you can demonstrate to yourself that the perception of existing separately is illusion, then there will not be an experience of melancholy. Surely. Allah grant us nearness to him. May grant us annihilation in him. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, how we malay, katahu, salual, and nabi, ya, you had a din amanu, salual, he was sending with Taslima. Allah, ma salia, sayyidina, Muhammadin, abdika, or a suli, can a bilum or Allah, Ali, he was sahbi, he was sending Taslima. Subhana, Rabbika, Raza, Tima, Sifun, was salam, and a long Muslim, or Hamdan, the Thank you.